Welcome, everybody, to another edition of The Business Boys. We are climbing up the episode ranks today. I believe we're at episode 61. It is Canada Day. Happy Canada Day to everyone, and happy Canada Day to you, Spence. With me, as always, how are you? Doing excellent. Yes, happy Canada Day, all the Canadian listeners out there. Happy 4th of July to all the American listeners. Uh, happy belated birthday to you. And uh, mm-hmm. obviously a big congrats, ladies and, and gentlemen. Uh, Jimbo is no longer a free agent as uh, he got <laughs> engaged last week. Yeah. So big congrats to you and your paramour. I wish mm-hmm. you nothing but a lifetime of happiness. And I cheers you with a nice glass of Robert Mondavi oh. Cabernet Sauvignon. 2018 nice. private Thank 20 you. bucks it. yeah lock it down all good and uh i will cheers you your birthday is tomorrow nice uh birthday festivities i will be cheersing you i guess since i'm engaged uh to our meeting girl a nice glass of adak i'm not sure if you're familiar but it's kind of like a licorice drink you mix with water it's fucking fantastic i must say i've never heard of this before bro you're gonna love it do you like do you like like, no one likes black licorice when it comes to candy, but do you mind, like, bevies that taste like black licorice? You're referencing Zambuca? Um, no, I'm not a big fan, to be honest. Okay. I, I don't really like black licorice at all. Yeah. No, this is a nice one. It's not as, like, harsh as Zambuca, but it's, uh, it's good. I like it. Nice, clear. It's like a liqueur? Um, yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's just good. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Plus, I've been I've been liking sticking to the uh, like the white alcohols lately, especially in summertime. You got to be nice to the old gutty gut. Hmm. I never even thought of that. Yeah. So I'm always I'm usually a dark rum guy. Tbh. Dark rum. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, like when you stick to like like I, last weekend we went out. I was watching RuPaul at a bar with bottomless Aperol spritzes. You know, those things mm. are delicious. But oh my god, there's so much sugar. Like shit the next day. I found some pre-made ones at the liquor store here. I don't know if they have them where you are. Oh, did you try them? Yeah, they're pretty good. They're not as good as uh, when they're made, you know, from scratch. Yeah, never is. <laughs> but um, yo, since we celebrated our our B days, you know what I realized? Well, like you know, whereas we're talking about uh, you know people call it the the new normal or fucking whatever, but. Blowing out the birthday candles. Is that going to be like a, an ixnay forever? Like just fucking spitting all over a cake that everyone's going to eat? <laughs> the key when uh, blowing out, I did this this past weekend, so I didn't even think about it. But the key is to give it a nice swallow before so you have no spit in your mouth, no saliva. Uh, and then blow it out. A clean blow, minimal germs. But I'm sure there's still some germs that go on the cake. Yeah, whatever, man. So, so perhaps, man. I wrote, I wrote down, I jotted down some of the best, uh, or some of the, the my favorite birthday songs. Of course, there's Birthday by the Beatles. Birthday Sex by Jeremiah. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that one. And then, I know you're a big Katy Perry fan, so I put down Birthday by Katy Perry, which is a fucking great tune. She wants to make you feel like it's your birthday every day. I don't know if you hear those. Yeah. I'm you trying know, to think of birthday songs, man. I, I can't even think of any. Those are the only ones. I even Googled some, and those are the only ones I really knew. But mm. uh, Birthday by Katy Perry is a solid song. 
one sec. In the club, 50 Cent, does that count? Yo, it, did, it came up when kind I- Kind of a birthday up. song. Yeah. So shoddy, it's your birthday. Yeah, I guess. Oh, nice catch. Nice catch, Rook. Um, yeah, we got a bunch of news. Bunch of news today. You want to get bunch into in it? the docket? Yeah, you want to you want to jump? Should we jump right in? Yeah, let's jump right in. What do you What are you do feeling? It. What are your What are your uh, business uh, business brains hankering for to start with over here? Um, I guess I can quickly highlight Apple's WWDC. 2020 now i think this is maybe the third year we've covered it i gave quite a long and um, perhaps mean rant last year <laughs> during the event this year's event was um it was a virtual event which uh maybe we'll touch on in a little bit talking about all these virtual sh trade shows and virtual events but um it was pretty standard there's no uh you know, no big bird coming on stage this year teaching kids how to code. Um, you know, the big, I guess, um, focus was iOS 14, their new operating system and some of the improvements on the iPhones, iPads. iOS. Um, and then also, sorry. iOS. No. No, I don't, I don't, okay. I, I'm not catching the reference. Ah. Never mind. You know, BMS, iOS, iOS. Never mind. We'll just we'll just edit that out. <laughs> Feel free I'm to so continue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, iOS. So making like widgets more of a feature on the home screen, um, kind of like the Apple Watch, I guess. And then you have like app libraries, so you can kind of uh, arrange your apps into similar categories, stuff like that. Um, emoji updates, like. We're gonna have like age and stuff, like emojis with face masks for COVID. <laughs> um, different like blushings and stuff. So kind of like an up update some emoji. And Apple Maps is getting like different features. A lot of the features in iOS are kind of aimed at competing with Google. So with Apple Maps now they have a, a cycling specific uh, version where it kind of tells you uh, different cycling like bike paths like your elevation sucks. i got so lost the other day following the stupid google cycling path <laughs> yeah so maybe they saw an opportunity mm. um also have on the maps uh kind of like what what tesla has with for ev drivers it'll show where uh charging stations are located Whoa. and uh also have a digital car key through i think the apple wallet um and then, yeah, obviously the other big news, which we already talked on, was the uh, switch from Intel processors to in-house processors for the Macs. And that'll be rolling out at the end of this year and then uh, more consistently in 2021 and fully, I think, in 2022. Um, there's a lot of other little features like updates to Siri and uh, the AirPods, which, by the way, I'm rocking now. I got uh, some AirPods last weekend. My oh, birthday was very pretty nice. sweet. It looks, it looks stellar on you, I must say. You look, yeah, it's, you look more free, like more moving around. I like it. More animated. It's great. How do you like I'm them? The type of, yeah, I love them. I'm, I'm the type of person that I don't, like I would have never bought them for myself because the old ones do the job just fine. But then you get them and you realize how awesome they are. Yeah. And I think for someone like you who likes to work out a lot, although I'm pretty sure you already have wireless headphones, right? 
Yeah, well, these are, I always put that when I'm like on the phone, like if I'm calling during the day or like just calling, like I'll put, I'll put these on like with the, with the wire just cause I find it uh, like maybe the beats aren't as good, but for working out, man, uh, the beats are like these heavy beats. They like, if you're doing push-ups and whatnot, they kind of slide off your head. Um, my thing though is I, iPod headphones have never fit in my ear. They always fall out. So if they're not connected to a wire, I'm going to lose them so quick. I really, really want the, um, the beats, uh, Beats Pro or whatever the fuck they're called, but they're so it's like similar. They're like a wireless, like head headphone, like an earpiece that goes in your ear, but they have the ear wrap around. And like you see, like Simon Biles doing. I've talked about it on the pod before. You see, like Simon Biles doing like flips and shit with them on. So I'd be super down for for a pair of those. But yeah, I can see how they're pretty dope for working out too. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, just more little updates across the lineup, Apple TV. Uh, so with the AirPods, it's more seamless transition between your, your different Apple devices now um, are coming up. And then uh, also Apple Translate. So coming up with kind of a language translation app similar to what Google has. So uh, certain efforts there to, to uh, take on Google in, in different aspects. But kind of just like a refresher, um, iOS 14. Looks kind of more simple, the layout. Um, so you're not scrolling through like a million screens on your iPad or your iPhone to get to the app you want. Yeah. It's kind of more organized, I guess I could say. But uh, that was kind of the gist of it. Small updates to the watch and that too. You know, track like your washing machine stuff. People are obsessed with that, which seems pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. How but uh, yeah, that's, that was the majority of the event. Stuff, like, like when it's done? Dude, I don't, I don't really know. I guess so. Oh, I just have like a fucking extremely long and loud buzzer that goes off. <laughs> I just hear it, right? When it yeah. stops. Yeah. But I guess you have a big house, right? You're not fucking poor like me and you. Yeah. You know, look, you're in one of Bezos's 25 bathroom mansion, you know. You, <laughs> it might be like 10 minutes away by walk. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You need some, you need some status updates. But uh, yeah, that was, that was the event. It was pretty tame this year. And honestly, I, I didn't watch too much of it live. Like I caught a few replays and stuff, but it seemed pretty seamless uh, being a uh, virtual event. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. And I guess like every, like most shit's going on virtually shareholder meetings now, you know, a ton of stuff, but yeah, NFL they, draft fuck sakes. <laughs> they talked about doing uh, so we have a few trade shows lined up this year. Um, one in Florida is still going on obviously in September, but you know, some of the ones that are less like state specific and a lot more travel because travel is really what's the issue now or uh, there's, there's a lot of like programs or software that are virtual trade shows. I've actually seen a bunch. Uh, they look pretty interesting. Um, look, uh, I think it's, I think they're going to be, they would be better than not having a trade show, but I think kind of the vibe of going to the trade show is, is pretty awesome. But essentially um, I looked at a few of them and you, it's, it's kind of like a, you have like a floor plan of a trade show if you've ever seen one. So you can click on a booth and see what that booth does. You can schedule an appointment. So you can actually just go and if, there's no, if there's no one in line, you can just like click on the booth and start having like a meeting. Kind of like how Zoom will do breakout rooms and stuff like that. If there's someone already in a meeting, then you can, uh, you, you can wait in line or you can schedule a time slot. Um, and then you jump in and it's like a face-to-face -face meeting. 
So I, I think that's great if you're, if you're, you know, trade shows are a lot of time people are looking to meet current customers as well. But if you're looking to go do BD and, and not a lot of people know about you, I just, I, I just can't see like it being anywhere close to as effective. Cause I, I mean, personally, my strategy is, you know, I'm, I'm halfway in the aisle, like running down, chasing people down, looking at their name tags. So, um, you know, that's, that's really how you get a lot of new business. Um, just nudge them on the messenger. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I if someone's not going to answer my email, I don't know how they, you know, just click and come to my booth, but you know, it's, it's uh, interesting. It's definitely, again, definitely better than nothing, but, um, I don't think it'll ever replace an actual trade show for, for that. Uh, for the, it for depends the on like the type of trade show too. So let's say like toy fair, which happens every year, or I don't, I don't remember what it's called exactly in, in around February. That's something that you kind of want to go and, and check out the actual physical product. Right. Um, but maybe that's where VR can kind of come in and assist a lot in these virtual shows. It's true. But then like, if, let's say, so let's say you're, like there's, you know, it's like four hour, five hour time slot for a trade show. Like, and you're looking to meet a current customer or someone who wants to meet with you anyway. It's like, why don't you just have that meeting virtually? Like, you know, outside of the trade show. Um, so there's that. There's also like one thing that I love about trade shows is you get that kind of like un, unsalesy experience too, where you go to like the networking dinners or you, you can invite, oh, yeah, you're going to be at the trade show in Orlando. Like, so will I. Like, let's grab a beer afterwards. And, and you get to network a little bit and get to know people a bit more. So I think uh, I think you miss out on that as well. But, yeah, again, better than nothing, I would have to say. Yeah. Not the same doing uh, Zoom parties and no. happy hours. No. They can still be good, but definitely not the same. No, uh, not as good, yeah. But I'm biased because I love traveling for trade shows. It's like it's my favorite favorite part of my job. You get to go like swing in to a city, check it out for a few days, check out some local bars, and then swing back around. And you actually get to be part of like the hustle bustle of the city instead of just going to see it like a tourist, you know? Yeah, yeah. Traveling salesman. Uh, speaking of big companies, um, a bunch of them have started boycotting Facebook pulling their advertising uh, from the social media giant, uh, specifically Facebook and Instagram. There's been some pulling spending from Twitter too. Um, they are pretty much pissed um, that Facebook has really not implemented stricter policies against hate speech. And uh, a bunch of them are kind of grouping together to remove ad spending uh, for July and some of them throughout the summer, some of them throughout the election until Facebook um, enforces measures to, to moderate and uh, limit hate speech. Facebook hasn't really given much of a response. They just said, you know, we're, we know it's a serious issue. We don't profit from it. I think Zuckerberg's kind of reluctantly agreed to meet with the uh, leaders of a lot of these organizations and we'll see what kind of comes of it. I have a list of some of the companies. I'll just read them off quickly. It's over 400 brands right now. Starbucks, Unilever, Constellation Brands, Hershey, Coca-Cola, Verizon, Adidas, Vans, Clorox, Diego, Ford, Honda, HP, Lego, Levi Strauss, Microsoft, Pfizer, Target. So a lot of big companies. Big companies um, in that list. But Facebook, 
you know, I'll, it has so many brands that advertise and, uh, you know, it might be maybe a 5% dip in revenue, 10% at most, I think yeah. temporarily. And then they'll get back to it. It's, it's just really tough. Like there's not a lot of other places to go. Um, Facebook and Instagram get other than Google has the best ROI for advertisers. Um, just so effective Facebook. That's why Facebook's ARPU is just ridiculously high. So, um, I expect what will happen is Zuckerberg will kind of, you know, say we're going to make changes and all this, and then they half-ass do them, but the companies end up going back and, and spending. Yeah. It's a, for, yeah. Like you said, it's a probably, a, it's a big publicity stunt from, from the companies pulling out, but like, that's what we've seen all the time with Facebook is they apologize. They like say they're going to fix stuff. People forget about it. Stock goes back up. I don't even know if it's dip. I was up today. No. Yeah, it dipped a little bit on the news, but uh, they'll be yeah. fine. Uh, I think they'll yeah. be okay. Maybe there's some slight switch in ad spending towards other social media platforms, um, like I don't know TikTok or Pinterest, something like that. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, Instagram especially, I think, is just is such good ROI for advertisers. Yeah, and I think like. From what I understand, from what I've seen over the past, like, like Zuckerberg's, where, where he stands on it is it's like, it's not like, because the issue isn't taking off hate speech. It's like, it's like a bigger issue of, okay, but like, if we start taking stuff off, where's the line? Like, where do we, like, if we're taking everything off, if we're, if we're taking things off, where do we, where do we stop so that we don't seem as like controlling and like picky onto what we're, what, what, what is what? and I think he says like, that's not our job. Like our job is to just allow everyone a voice and we're this tech company that's any kind of downplays their role when it comes to that stuff within yeah, like, society. Just, I, I don't disagree with that. It just so happens to also make them a ton of money by doing yeah. so. Yeah, exactly. You know, they just seem super accommodative to any type of company. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh... I think our <laughs> zoom has uh, temporarily frozen. Oh, I'm uh, I'm okay. I'm recording. You're not there anymore, my bubba, my buddy. Are we done on Facebook? Did you kind of wrap it up? Um, yes. Sorry, a little technical difficulties there, but uh, I'm I'm done on Facebook. Fucking done. We can move yeah. on. We'll, we'll keep some updates uh, for you. Um, yeah. Amazon did buy Zooks, by the way. Zooks. Yeah, so they are getting into the autonomous game a little bit, dipping their toes in the water. Um, speaking of another pretty big uh, acquisition, Lululemon bought home fitness startup Mirror for $500 million. Um, You know, I thought it was, like, pretty crazy at first for um, just reading, like, a glimpse of, of what mirror actually is. It's, it's essentially a mirror on the wall, but it's like a smart mirror. Uh, when you turn it on, it, it's uh, you have access to home workout videos and such. And I think when you turn it off, it, it kind of doubles as a mirror. But uh, they have some pretty insane growth rates over, uh, especially since COVID started, seeing their app downloads like a thousand percent and stuff. Um, so I think it could add quite a bit of revenue. Uh, and I think it's a good acquisition for Lululemon. You know, I feel like I could be wrong with this, but like Lulu 
you know, they, they started off like the, the yoga crowd. And uh, I feel like their crowd is maybe more of the like at home workout or going to go to class classes like Pilates and yoga and like strength classes like that versus more the uh, gym crowd. Yeah. Um, so I think they have plans. They're going to install them in their stores for now to kind of promote the mirror brand. Uh, eventually, who knows, maybe it could have its own kind of retail arm under the more athletic uh, brand wear. And uh, I don't yeah, understand. I, I so kind of like it. From the commercial, it made, they make it seem like you can, like they coach you. Like, can they see like, oh, bring your hips up more. Or like, oh, bring, like, is that real? Or is that not real? Like, because that's fucking cool if they can do that. Yeah, I don't see why not. Or is it just like, you know, like when Sean T is like telling you like, oh, I know you're tired. Like, keep those knees up. Or is it like they can actually, like, they can I, I want to say it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's 40 bucks a month for a membership. So I kind of hope it's a little more interactive than Sean T just speaking in the third person and yelling at you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's fifteen hundred bucks to the mirror, and it's forty that's bucks not, a month. So it's not bad. It's. The, I mean, the, I, I, I'm not. I think the forty a month is decent. Is a decent penny, but you know when you have to do a bunch of if you go to yoga classes and stuff like that, it is expensive. So expensive for yoga and like even the gym. Like you know, you're paying fifty, sixty bucks a month for the gym. It's it's like like it's not the cheap ones that you have no room, but you're definitely not overpaying. You know so. Yeah, and we've seen Peloton's valuation just go insane. And right. uh, I think I was I was pretty hard on it when we covered it. But I do think I said, like, the people seem to love the product. And I think maybe one thing I didn't think about was I think the at-home workout market, the total addressable market, is much bigger than the gym total addressable market. Because a lot of people just don't want to go to the gym. They don't need to perhaps lift weights or that. They just want something they can do in private. Yeah, exactly. Like, I I don't really like the vibe in the gym, you know, because I'm a tall, skinny guy. So everyone just laughs at me when they're out lifting me. Like, fuck off. Like, I I came here to to bust a sweat, you know, lose some of my my dad bod, which is getting out of hand. And, uh, yeah, I I think this is, like, this, who knows? It could have had, like, a five, six billion ridiculous valuation given the market conditions. Yeah, and so. especially if people are going to be working from home more. Like, imagine you, like, you, you see the commute times go down. You see people being like, ah, oh, fuck it. Like, I'm not going to travel two hours to work today. Why am I going to leave the house to go, like, to go to the gym? Like, it's, it's perfect timing. It's also, like, you know, people are taking, okay, I'm not going to be spending on the gym anymore. Let me just put the same amount. I've already budgeted for it. Let me put the same amount of money, 40 bucks a month into, into mirror. Um, but yeah, it's a way bigger, way bigger market than I thought. Like my girlfriend, not huge. She would come to, with me to the gym, but not all the time, but she loves her little, like she'll follow people on YouTube. She has like a yoga app. Um, yeah. there's tons of stuff. People are super into them. And I get it. Like, especially if you're, like, you know, you and I know a lot of, like, we grew up athletes, for fuck's sake. Like, everyone we know played a sport. So we all know, like, about the energy systems. We know about, like, what type of exercise works what. You know, how to push yourself, where you're supposed to be. But a lot of people don't know that. And a lot of people don't know how to actually, like, build a workout for themselves. So I think it, right. most people don't. Like, let's be honest. Like, most people don't know how to build a workout for themselves. So to have someone kind of there, like, motivating them is 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 big 
Yeah, exactly. Like I have no problem. I'll just go on Pinterest and search some Spartan exercises or workouts and kind of pick and choose what I like to do and what I, what I think is best. But uh, like you said, a lot of people need that extra motivation as well. Yeah. Um, if they're have- like in Peloton, if they're a part of a class and there's rankings in the class, give it that little competitive edge. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it just makes sense for Lulu and it's not too expensive. They're buying it all cash, no new debt. It's perfect. And especially now when their stores are, you know, I think they're mostly reopened, but pretty much anything in apparel is just hurting right now. So it'll give them some nice growth. Yeah, for sure. What else? What else? Uh, Speaking of, I guess we were talking about just like kind of stocks in general there we talked about ipos and new ipos launching a couple weeks ago there was another one that launched uh grocery chain albertson's um which was really interesting i was super shocked to be like oh albertson's you know went public today let me see how the stock did and they actually at least when i checked were below the like what they what they were kind of listing at they the, they were below listing price by the end of the day um, which is not something I've seen from, from big IPOs in the last little while. Like I was like, Oh shit, it didn't 10 X on the first 10 minutes. That's weird. But, uh, it's a, hun- it's a hundred year old company, yeah, not exactly. a 10 uh, year old tech startup with, yeah. you know, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure probably the, the second biggest uh, grocery chain in the U S after Kroger. And I don't know, like, obviously if you count Walmart and, uh, Costco, but I'm thinking kind of strictly groceries uh, owns a bunch of different brands, like big uh, merger acquisition of Safeway a few years ago, uh, Vons, um, Acme, a few bunch of other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just your typical run the mill grocery store. Like I think I'd prefer Kroger stock or uh, any of the smaller plays like Grocery Outlet or Spreads Farmer Market. Just has a lot of debt, and I think that's why they kind of they used to be public back in the day and they, they got taken private. I think that was one of the reasons they were struggling with the debt load just over 8 billion in debt. Uh, the equities now valued just under 8 billion, but yeah, a ton of sales, like over 60 billion last year. Um, but like uh, any grocery company, the margins are razor thin and uh, yeah, you're, it's like a, you're not, you're not going to get uh, crazy stock returns with any grocery stock kind of buy it for the stability like your vegetables in your portfolio sometimes gives you a little bit of a dividend everyone's got to eat i know i do (laughs) um so we can move on from that it's not a huge one um last main um last main topic we'll talk about on the business side before we get into our main topic of the day a new feature of the pod this week but uh wirecard huge scandal company out of uh out of germany um, it's like I, I, I saw it and I was like, what the fuck is Wirecard? I'd never heard about them, honestly. And I started Googling about the scandal and it was like scandal of epic proportions, similar to Enron. Um, you know, the CEO, Marcus Braun has been uh, arrested, posted bail. So he's not in jail, but, um, their shares have lost 90% of their value. Um, so pretty fucked up situation. Um, do you want to, do you want me to keep going? Are you frozen there again? Looks like you're fucking frozen again. So I'll, I'll keep talking about it. Um, but, um, yeah, so they came out essentially and claimed that 
uh, $2 billion in, um, in cash on the balance sheet has either never existed or hasn't been around. Spence, I'm just still talking about it. Um, <laughs> it's cool. I, I got up and got a Corona. Yeah, I noticed that. Very nice. Um, but yeah, $2 billion essentially missing or never existed in the first place, which is a quarter of their assets. Um, some, now, the CEO was saying, oh, maybe they themselves have been victim of fraud. Um, but yeah, really, really weird situation. Um, people are looking into it more and more. But, you know, they were really one of the biggest tech firms, promising tech firms in Europe. So they were like a payment processor for consumers and businesses. Um, but yeah, kind of like a PayPal or Square. Yeah, and they made more uh, European they, focused. They made a lot of revenue on their uh, by like selling their data analytics services. Um, but yeah, 26 offices, 20, 26 countries around the world, 6,000 employees. And now Germany's fucking trying to figure out what went wrong, how it went wrong, because you know, when there's $2 billion <laughs> missing on accounting, like someone somewhere, like it's, it's not just like one person that's fucking things over. It's like, there's, there's a lot of shit you got to uncover there, right? Dude, I see in the notes you uh, were able to make the euro uh, dollar sign. How'd you do that? I copy pasted from the article. I thought you did a little alt uh, one, 190 or something. No, no, no. I don't, I was, that was a straight uh, plagiarism right there. <laughs> yeah, they were processing a ton of transit, like over a hundred billion in transaction volume. I'm pretty sure. And the big question mark now is there's like 500 million in customer funds that are just frozen, and they can't access those funds, and they have no idea if they're going to get them back. Yeah, big fuck up. Yeah. Also, kind of puts EY a bit on the hot seat as they were the auditors. Um, again, questions like breaking up the big four accounting firms who all have consulting arms and are kind of consulting for these companies too. That's always a, a conflict of interest. You're supposed to have them completely separate in the building and not interact, but that never happens. Like how they only recognized uh, that there's $2 billion missing uh, two months ago is, is kind of crazy. Yeah. And, and again, was, from what I, was EY the one who kind of spilled the beans on it and was not signing something and then people were... Yeah, they weren't signing off because they couldn't find $2 billion. But yeah. I don't understand how you wouldn't see uh, kind of a breadcrumb trail yeah, to exactly. get to that point. <laughs> yeah. So kind of fucked up situation there, definitely. Um, keep you guys posted on that for sure if we find, find where the money went or if it ever existed at all or... Or what? Hopefully, like yeah. Hopefully, the customers get their money back in their accounts, yeah. and uh, CEO goes to jail, and that's yeah. it. And uh, you know, PayPal stock looking looking even better. PayPal and Square just keep flying. There you go. So that kind of sums up the business news. I think. Was there anything else you want to talk about uh, in in kind of current events? Um, well, not really. Not, not, not really. Yeah some pretty crazy uh, all-time highs happening in the stock market it's uh you know i wouldn't if i was a new investor i wouldn't i would not be excited about uh, starting in this market yeah it's tough i've been no i mean it's, it's been great but uh, it's been great but if you want to start now nelly okay. Furtado once said all, all great all good things must come to an end <laughs> why must all good things come to an end <laughs> oh man it's a great reference 
Um, yeah, so we thought uh, for y'all we'd do a little bit, um, you know, we added in the, uh, we always have the business use, but we thought we'd add a little bit more um, insights for, for the regular business gent or gentle lady. Um, Fred Spencer's frozen again, but he's back. The, uh, so today we thought we'd talk about just quick, like, the, like a nice little intro art of selling. Um, just to give you guys, I guess, um, some insights on, on, on how that goes down. So we thought we'd focus on the first, like the first 15 seconds of a, of a call, whether it's you're selling something or whether you're in marketing and trying to get on, trying to get a new brand to represent you, or, you know, you're calling a boss and asking for something or you're asking for a job, whatever it may be. Um, thought we'd, we'd do a nice little intro for you. Spencer, are you, are you with me or what, man? He's gone. He's straight gone. Oh man. Quel disaster. Man, I'm I'm so happy I'm paying uh twenty bucks a month more for this fucking brand spanking internet, eh? <laughs> you think it's on your end or do you think it's zoom issues? I don't know, man. I don't know. But we'll be alright. But let's uh shall we get started? Uh, uh shall I dive right in? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Let's start off the art of selling part. Part. So I think, um, you know, we always, we always think of sales as uh, like when you make a sales call and we think of all these like tricks and, and, and strategies and all this stuff, but like really the, the, the most important thing you can do is actually prep a solid call. You know, if you're calling a lead, make sure you, you prep the lead, you know who you're calling, you understand um, the type of person you're dealing with, the type of services they offer or what, like, just know everything you possibly can take notes and take a nice detailed note. Even if you're just calling, you know, uh, a boss or if you're calling, like, don't go into something willy nilly, right? You want to be precise. You want to, you want to be sharp. Um, so make sure you take, you take solid notes. So if you're calling a lead, know the services they offer, maybe the type of customers they work with. Um, you know, know what the specific space they work in is. Um, it's always super important. You want to be sharp as a tact. Um, one thing that um, people always people always ask me is, do you do you ask how are you or not? Do you like do you like to like if you were given a cold call or something? Hmm, how are you? How are you? How are you? You're a how are you guy, aren't you? Um, I don't know. I don't really sell too much TBH. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm personally, if you, if you couldn't guess, I'm a how are you kind of guy. I like to, I like that you get to gauge what the person's feeling. Sometimes they'll just say good and you know you're dealing with a, a straight shooter, someone who doesn't want to waste too much time. If you get someone who's like, hey man, I'm pretty good. How are you? Then you know you can be a bit more, a uh, bit more bubbly with them. Uh, I like to ask that. But uh, big time power moves. If you're going to go straight in, if you know you're dealing with a driver type of personality, a type personality, or you've called them before and they've hung up on you, um, you can go right in and just say, Hey, you know, my name is Jimmy. I'm calling from X, Y, Z. I was calling because, and just go and not ask how they are. It just kind of take, you just show a lot of authority and take over the call. So I think either way works. Um, you know, find out your personal style, find out the kind of person you're dealing with, but you can go either way. Um, one thing I never, ever, ever condone or like to do or teach or preach or do myself is never ask if they have time for the call. 
his answers, like, unless you're dealing with like the nicest fucking person in the world, like they're not going to have time with, for you. And don't ask for five minutes of their time. Cause that's a long time. And if you're calling someone in the busy time of their day, you know, they'll always kind of say, Oh, can you call me back later or push you off? So never, ever, ever ask if they have time, unless you're calling someone, you know, below you, or, you know, you can get them back on the phone again, then that's all right. You know, like, like if my boss calls me and says, Hey man, do you got five minutes? Like he knows he can get me back on the phone again, you know, but, um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that just cause they're going to brush you off. No one ever has time for this stuff. Um, so that's, that's, that's kind of like all preparing like the first intro, right? Um, then you want to always get them in the mode of accepting new information, right? So uh, a lot of sales people will talk about the, the croc brain or the old school brain that we have is, is um, the fight or flight part of your brain. And unless you engage something with something novel, something new, you're not going to get them in the mode where they're ready to accept new stats or statistics. Um, so you have to, you have to be unique. You have to be new. If you're, if you're a broker, don't call and tell them you're a broker, try and find a new way of describing it. Right. Or else they're going to tune out and you can tell them you're the number one, this and the number one, that, and you work with all these great clients. Uh, or you're calling your boss and you have all these great ideas, but unless you've really captured their attention and they're, they're, like, they'll be, they'll be trying to listen, but they, they'll be typing away on their computer. They'll be looking at something else, just waiting for the first excuse to, to get you off the phone. Or, you know, maybe it is something important you need to tell them, but they're not, they're not reading it as such. So make sure you, you really grab their attention. So that's all easy to uh it's all easy to say but how are we actually gonna gonna do that um for me it's always you got to be super specific as to why you're calling someone you know you don't want to beat around the bush because then someone's not going to listen you want to be super specific um you know be specific to be terrific as a wise man once told me you know so we call we call that the hook the reason for your call right um you know, even sometimes like if, if Spencer calls me out of the blue on like a Sunday afternoon, I'm kind of like, yeah, so like, what's up, man? Like, and he'll tell me like, oh, I just called to see what up, man. You know, and then I know it's like a friendly call, you know, or is he talking something about, about the business boys or is he, you know, so it's always kind of an awkward conversation until you know what's, what's going on. Um, if I'm cold calling a company, I will always reach out and I'll be super specific about maybe one of the services they offer. So if I'm a supplier selling them supplies for a type of service that they offer, then I will call specifically and say, Hey, I'm, I'm calling about your installation services. Not if I'm calling a landscaper, I won't say, Hey, I, I'm, I'm calling for the landscaping services you offer. Yeah, man, we offer like a hundred, you know, like which the more granular, the more specific you can be, the better, the better, the more they're going to listen to you, the more they're going to feel like, Oh, I'm not just like, this is a, I'm not just the next person on their list. Uh, I got a question. Yeah. Questions away, man. How long do you typically wait before dropping the big fat hook? Um, is it kind of depend on the personality and all the things you mentioned above? Because I feel like if the person kind of wants to shoot the shit a little bit, you, you kind of let them go with it, you know, build a little bit of rapport that way, but you don't want to let that go too long where you're kind of just chatting about, uh, I don't know, sports or something. 
you got to drop that hook rather early and let them know that you're a force to be reckoned with. Absolutely. So to be honest, I'm a, I'm a big fan of rapport and I think we can do a full other segment on, on how to build rapport and, and what rapport is, but I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm personally, I'm, I'm one that believes that you should just get right to the point. If someone wants to talk about the weather with you, you don't want to shut them off and just be like, no, 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 but I don't want to talk like I'm calling you for something specific, but yeah. I want to get right down to the point because even yeah. I, I've had people who will, will talk with me and then, you know, you're having a great time. They're talking to you about uh, like this, you know, like catfish fishing they do or, or whatever. And the next thing you know, it's like, listen, I'm like, yeah, why don't you send me some information? I actually got to run. And then you haven't talked about what you need to talk about. Um, yeah. So like the bloodhound gang once said, I don't want to beat around the bush. Exactly. And they, and they knew a thing or two about getting to the point, you know? So mm. um, I, I like to drop the hook right away. You know, hey, Spence, how you doing? Good. You? Great. Listen, the reason for my call was I noticed that you love wearing backwards hats. Uh, and I have this great, like, backward hat supplier. And we get great price backwards hat. Um, you know, here's what we offer. Uh, so, you know, get the hook in right away. So a hook can be, it can be type of services they offer. It can be, um, news snippets. So if you go on their website and you see, they've got this like new technology or they've partnered with, with someone, if you're a marketing person looking for a sponsorship, you can say, Hey, I noticed some of the work you did with these, you know, non-for-profits, um, you can you can talk about the customers they've worked with in the past. Uh, referrals are always great. So the more important your reason for calling, the better the better your hook will be. The more interested will be in your call. So if I called you, Spence, and I said, you know, I'm you know I, I got this great uh, stock insights you know booklet, um, and you, you know these top three investors use it, you'd be a bit more inclined that it than if I just started pitching it to you and you have no, you know, idea of the, like how, how good it is and, and, and stuff like that. You're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's selling me something. Hmm. Um, and like, I, I honestly, this is one, one note I always put, don't be a fucking cheeser, man. I fucking hate cheesers. Like it's all like Brian Griffin when he's selling houses and family guy with his smile. <laughs> I don't remember that episode, but you want to be authentic. Like don't come in and say like, like don't be an infomercial, you know, don't think of some clever gimmick. Hey, Spencer, have you ever been trying on a snapback cat and you just can't find the right size for you? Like, don't do something like that. Don't think of something clever because it just reeks. Are you saying that the, that the guy who did the slap chop and the sticky is not a freaking amazing salesman? He's not, but they're because goddamn, do I need both of those products in my life still to this day? I haven't bought it yet, but <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, I, I personally would like, I would like someone to buy my stuff than just find me a, a nice, fun viewing, you know, watch me on YouTube, or rather, uh, rather you spend some money with me, you know. Fair yeah, enough. infomercials are different, right? Because you're already sitting there on your ass watching TV and you can't hang up, but um, yeah, definitely like, like. Don't, don't be too clever. Don't over, don't over complicate it. Um, so that's my, that's my kind of intro to calling. So I guess sum it up is make sure you prep and know what you're calling about and who you're talking to. 
um, find a good hook, whether it be news or services or customers they work with that is super specific to what you do and why you're calling them. Don't be a fucking cheeser and uh, you'll, be, uh, you'll be set for a good call. Yeah, and if you're doing the, uh, maybe like at a actual trade show in this, you know, quarantine slowly easing, but when it officially ends, make sure you have a nice firm handshake. Uh, you can get that by either probably doing push-ups, lifting weights, or masturbating a ton. And uh, that goes a long way. There's nothing worse when a guy has a stronger grip than you. It's like, okay, yeah. you got me. What do you want? Yeah. And you don't want to be too strong. You don't want to go for like the, like, you know, those people who go for like, they like really like shoot their arm out, you know? Because yeah, then you're too eager, right? You got to yeah, be yeah, casual yeah. and cool. Or you can miss, you know? You can miss and just grab a <laughs> little. Smack them. You know? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a leave my hand out kind of guy. It's like, you know, if you, if you, it's like the equivalent of, you know, was it Hitch? What was that movie with Will Smith where he's like a, a love do- doctor? Oh, Ava Mendes. Yeah, it was Hitch. And he puts it, he's like, do the 90-10. So you go 90 and then she comes 10. Like, leave your hand out there and then, you know, you'll find a connection. But like, I'm not a, I'm not like a straight, straight head kind of guy, you know? Yeah. And that's that. A lot of information all at once, but uh, always open for questions, you know? Yeah. I think we're going to do this every week, like a little 10 minute segment on different, we'll have more sales aspects. We'll have some uh, kind of looking back in time at, at uh, successful businesses and failures and, and why they happen and some similarities uh, between them. So um, this is kind of be a new segment to, to end the pod. Uh, just trying to give you guys back some, something, some things that we've learned along the way. Cause uh, you know, we're both getting old now Jimmy's getting married. I'm no longer in my twenties. So. You know, we're still a bunch of meatheads, but we, 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 got, we got a few tricks up our yeah, sleeve. Yeah, we drink, we drink wine in Attic instead of fucking PBR now. Look at us go. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, if you want to drop us a line and let us know something you guys were interested in us talking about, fucking down. Same. Got to give the people what they want, you know? Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. I think that's it for me. I don't know. Do you want to add anything else? No, that's uh, I think that's a good, good pod. Lots of news, great yeah. sales tips and uh, yeah, get us out of here. Yeah. I got to get back to uh, just move too. So big week, got to get back to unpacking. Ooh. I didn't realize how many uh, sentimental mugs we had, but uh, <laughs> taking up a few cabinets. So got to get back to those fucking mugs. But uh, from all of us here at the business boys, we appreciate you tuning in as always. Um, Peace out.